BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. You know it is the season of giving and nonprofits throughout the Gateway City area are preparing to brighten the lives of others this holiday season. And the need in our area, well, it's great. Joining me now, Rita Sweener. She's the founder and executive director of Santa's Helpers Incorporated. Becky White, she is direct services program manager with United Way of Greater St. Louis. And Kristen Weil, she is executive director of Operation Food Search. Thank you all so much for being here. I am so excited. Rita, let's start with you, but I wanna talk about the history and the mission of your respective organizations. But let's start with you, Rita. Our mission is to ensure that no child is out of gift this holiday season. So we wrapped Christmas gifts in Christmas paper, Hanukkah gifts in Hanukkah paper, and for the Muslims, we give them the gifts unwrapped, either a couple of days before or a couple of days after Christmas. That is so awesome. How long have you been doing this? This will be my 51st year. No! Yeah. 51 years? Rita, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh, now how did this get started? I was a student at University of Missouri, St. Louis. I was president of the Evening College Council. And one of my faculty members came up to me and said, I have family fell through the cracks. We're at St. Vincent Paul Society. It's a single mom with five kids. Would a council, council sponsor the family? And I said, sure. Well, the council decided it wasn't student government work, but they did it that first year. And I just continued after that. Oh, God bless you. That's amazing. So amazing. Thank you for what you do. That's fantastic. Becky, it's your turn. All right. <laughs> so the 100 New Year's Cases program is coming up on almost 100 years in the St. Louis community. So we're excited to, uh, we're preparing to celebrate our century. And um, we're kind of experts at bringing together people who want to help with people who need help. And uh, so we'll help over 4,300 families this year, um, anticipate raising about $1.3 million. And, um, you know, it's helping people, making sure that people have a, a present to open, but also helping with things like a winter coat. Um, many of our families need help with basic needs, things like groceries, utility bills, rent. And um, the, the St. Louis community has, uh, has, has been there to help and, and provide that assistance. Yeah, that's amazing. Kristen, tell me yeah. about Operation Food Search. Sure, so the mission of Operation Food Search is to nourish and educate our neighbors in need to heal the hurt of hunger. And we've been around since 1981. Um, started off a, a group of very committed community members, recognized that food was being thrown away at the same time that there was this increasing issue of hunger in the St. Louis area. So they came up with a creative distribution plan and that's, that's where we all we began. Um, now we're working with uh, about 200 community food partners to distribute food in both Missouri and Illinois in the St. Louis region. But then we also have a very robust nutrition education program. Um, we work on uh, policy and advocacy to impact legislation that impacts uh, those who are in, in need of food. Um, so we've sort of expanded our scope, but with, with our same overarching mission to end hunger. And this isn't something that you just do during the holiday season. This oh, is right. all year round. Yes. Unfortunately, it is a, it's a year round issue. It's heightened over the holidays, especially we work with a lot of children and children who are on 
winter break from school are missing out on those free meals that they often get in their school cafeterias, breakfast and lunch. So it's especially important that we are able to get food out to families. Because um, a lot of families are having to decide whether to purchase food or pay their utility bills or their rent. Um, so we, we have a, a after school meals program that exists during the school year, but even during, during breaks, uh, kids can get food at St. Louis County and city library branches. Um, so they're able to at least, at least get one meal consistently throughout winter, winter break. And on the weekends. Yes, oh yes, we have our Operation Backpack program. Um, so that feeds about 8,400 kids um, throughout the school year. Um, we're able to provide really nutritious food that, again, since they are, are not getting the, the meals at school, um, they're able to tie, be you know, tied over until Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, and this sounds like there is a great need in the St. Louis area for all of these services. Rita, do you find that to be oh, the yes. case? Last year we did 632 families at Christmas and 60 homeless at Christmas in July. And this year we're finding we're already over 150 families more at this time than we were last year at this time. Wow. So the need has gotten even greater. Yeah, so tell me what is it like when you deliver those gifts? Oh, the kids just light up, the parents start crying. And we asked the Santas to let the kids open their gifts and help them put the batteries in their remote control cars or their toys, because a lot of them don't know how. So we give each Santa a little toolkit to take with them so they can make sure they have the right tool to open the kids' gifts up and put the batteries in for them. That is so awesome. So do we call you Mrs. Claus? A lot of you people Mrs. do. <laughs> how fun is this for you? Oh, it's great. Most people call me Jewish Santa. <laughs> Very nice. A Globe Democrat gave me that nickname way back. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So Becky, how great is the need in the St. Louis area? The need is very great. You know, we see we work with over 60 area nonprofits, and um, those social workers and caseworkers help us to identify the the families that benefit. Um, they all are at 125 percent of poverty or below, and um, provide some sort of documented unmet need that you know they um, have experienced a life event that has has really changed how things work. Um, maybe there was a car accident. Maybe someone's sick, a lost job. Um, and then they give us the list of things that would, would make their holiday brighter. You know, and, and these are things like, I have a utility bill that I, is in threat of disconnect. I'm worried, how are we gonna stay warm? And those, those adopters, those donors, have that opportunity to, to warm their holiday, um, both physically and, um, and, and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. So. Kristen, you talked a little bit about um, our students and making sure that they are well fed. Mm -hmm. What about families as a whole? Does your organization contribute to families as well? Oh, absolutely, yes. We feed about 200,000 individuals every month, um, so consisting of, of really every age. Uh, so it's really important that we're, we're trying to stock the shelves of our community food partners to make sure, you know, food pantries, homeless shelters, transitional homes, to make sure that they have food that is, you know, ready to, to go to families in need. And, and tell me about your demographics. I mean, because sometimes people think that these are people who don't have homes, but sometimes they call what we'll call, um, I guess, working poor, people mm -hmm. who work every day still can't make ends meet. Absolutely. I mean, there are often there are families who you wouldn't imagine are in, in need of food. Um, people who I've, I've coworkers who say they've learned that neighbors down the road that they would never expect are in need. And it's such a it's there's stigma, unfortunately, surrounding it. And a lot of times people don't want to acknowledge that they need help. Um, so it's it's really important to make sure that 
you know, we're reducing the stigma. Um, one, one example is in the, in the schools, we are now working on helping districts convert to a breakfast before the bell to breakfast after the bell, um, where every child is served breakfast in their classroom after the bell has rung. So it's not an issue of a child having to get to school early or being identified as needing a free breakfast. Instead, you know, they're just one of all the classmates that are getting breakfast in the classroom. And that does so much for self-esteem yes. as well and confidence right? to know that you're not being singled out or isolated for any particular mm -hmm. reason. Exactly. I think that's a great idea. Well, yeah, that's thanks. wonderful. We're, we're really working on it, on it statewide. We have, have a, a Missouri Breakfast Coalition that's made up of representatives from teachers unions and um, department of, of secondary principals, elementary principals, really a lot of people who have a vested interest in making sure that kids are ready to learn because they're, you know, they have a full tummy and they can focus on their schoolwork. And uh, so it's great. It's really expanding in the in the area and our, our goal is to get to at least a 70% participation rate amongst kids who are eligible for, for the free breakfast program. That's awesome because research shows that children who come to school hungry, they don't perform well during class time. Exactly, right, yeah. they're distracted, they yeah. can't focus. That, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're getting reports from school nurses that they're seeing fewer kids Often they're going because they're hungry, but you know they, they indicate that they're sick, but really it's just that they haven't had breakfast. And teachers are reporting that kids, you know, academic performance is improving, the behavior issues are improving. So it's an absolute win. Yeah, that's great. Becky, give me a sense of other resources that families in need can get through the United Way and different services that are available. Definitely. So the United Way 211 is actually a great resource to be able to connect families that are in need with the, the things that they're looking for. Um, it's a confidential free service that we offer. Um, you just dial 211, can be dialed from a home phone, a landline, or a cell phone, um, and it connects you with a specially trained um, navigator who they'll ask your zip code and to make sure that they get you connected with our partners like Operation Food Search and, and Santa's Helper to get connected and, and find the, the help that they need. Um, and so, you know, also if they're looking for holiday help, that is something that they can call and ask for as well. Um, the United Way partners with agencies across our 16 counties in both Missouri and Illinois, um, again, to connect people with the help that they're looking for. And then also for people who do want to give that help, we offer um, stlvolunteer.org, and that's where you can find um, many different ways to share the holiday spirit. Now, is it a long process or is it a long wait period? I mean, how soon can families get that resource that they need? It, you know, it depends on what the resource is. You know, it, it's um, oftentimes because it's it's a referral, it is where the, the navigator is going to tell you, um, you know, okay, here's an agency in your area that is providing, let's say you're looking for utility assistance or, or a food pantry. Um, they will give you that information and then that client reaches out. It can be very, very quick though as well, um, where if it's just, you know, oh, well here's the application, that can, can move, um, I don't wanna say instant, but it, yeah. it can be very quick. So it depends on the type of help that they're looking for. All right, good point. Gotta take a break, stay with us. When we come back, we'll tell you how you can get involved, how you can help brighten the lives of others this holiday season. Stay with us, we are back in a moment. Listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. 
Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. You know, we're talking about local nonprofits that are making a huge difference in our area, not just during the holiday season, but all year round. Now, I want to talk about each of you and what you need for your respective organization, Rita. What do you need right now to help make those dreams come true for everyone that you serve? Our biggest need right now is African-American dolls for children one to five and also Barbies for those six and up uh, games. We have almost run out of games. We need games for all ages, starting all the way down with Candyland, all the way up to Game of Life or Monopoly. Now I know our viewers are listening and I know they're gonna come through for you. So what do they need to do if they have those dolls, those African-American dolls or the Barbie dolls or the games, what do they need to do to get those to you? They can bring them through our warehouse, 1401 Pierce, 63110. Uh, they can call me. They can call my cell. I'll find someone to pick them up wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that people come through? Oh, yes. St. Louis is the most giving community in the world, I think. We have hundreds of volunteers that come in every year. We have organizations that send groups of people in, businesses, send, and our landlord, CK Welding Supply, is phenomenal. Their whole group is coming up the ramp, put our bikes together, because you get the bikes and cardboard boxes. The men come up and they put all those bikes together and they clean them up and make them look really great. And a lot of the women wrap gifts and type. And some of the women put bikes together and some of the men type. <laughs> That's, <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Now, when do you make the deliveries? Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That's awesome. We have Santa's actually go to the home. That's awesome. Rita, that's amazing. What a great organization. Becky, what do you need? So this time of year, um, we need folks to help us to, to raise the money that will go to help provide that assistance to families. Um, they can visit us at 100neediestcases, so 100neediestcases.org. Um, it can be as simple as, as making a donation. Um, they, we also offer that they can adopt a family. Um, we had a call the other day that um, a business wanted to participate and they were a heating and cooling business. And as it turned out, the family that they were matched with was looking for, needed an air conditioner. And so um, it, it, amazingly, that was who they, they matched with. We can, we can be, um, you know, you can tell us what you're looking for as well and we'll match it. We had a family that was looking for um, a family with kids the same age as their kids. And so they used it as part of their tradition to teach their kids about generosity and helping. Um, so whether you want to make a $10 gift, whether you want to adopt a family, you can have an event at your work. We're talking with many different businesses and corporations. There's lots of ways to participate. That's so awesome. Awesome, Exciting. awesome. Preston, what about you? What do you need? Um, I'd say there are three ways people can help. Uh, one is to donate food. Um, all the, the St. Louis County Library branches are accepting food donations right now through December 31st. Uh, and we have a lot of corporations, community groups, family schools that conduct food drives for us, which is really helpful. We get about a million dollars worth of food donated through those food drives throughout the year. Um, so that's another way to help. Um, we take financial donations that can be used to purchase food. Um, for instance, all of our Operation Backpack food needs to be purchased as opposed to, um, we get a lot of food donations from, uh, from Schnooks, from Deerbergs, from Straubs, our three of our, our big ones. Um, but we do need to purchase food so uh, people can make financial donations. Actually, Deerbergs right now is running a Hunger Never Takes a Holiday campaign through the end of December so people can make financial donations there. They can go to our website. They can contribute on what we're calling Giving Foods Day. 
a twist on Giving Tuesday, December 3rd. And the third way people can help is by volunteering. Um, I, I think volunteer, that's a common element for all of our organizations. We have about 6,700 volunteers every year who come in. Um, they do everything from fill backpacks for kids, distribute backpacks to schools, help out with our, in our warehouse distribution. Uh, some people assist our nutrition education staff in teaching nutrition courses to, to kids and adults. So we always love, we rely heavily on, on volunteer support. Yeah, and then you mentioned the financial aspect that you get financial donations as well. So what percentage of the financial donations actually go to the people that are in need or to provide services or food for people? Right, right, about 97%. That's huge. So, yes. <laughs> That's huge. So it's really, I mean, those, those donations are, are critical to our fulfilling our mission. Right. Becky, same for you? I mean, um, actually, we are, are lucky in that the 100 Neediest Cases is, has two main supporters, one being the United Way. Um, these are our main partners, the other being the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. They actually cover all of our administrative fees. So 100% of your donation when you give to the 100 Neediest Cases goes to those families in need. That's awesome. Rita, what about you? With us, 100% goes to the children. That's so awesome. Isn't that amazing? It is. They, especially that you're able to do that because some organizations, like you were talking about overhead and administrative fees and cost and all that that's associated with that, some of that percentage will go towards that, but not in this case, and I think that's terrific. Chris, one of, one of the see. things that's really neat is we do not have to pay rent. CK gives us a space free, and they cover all utilities. Wow. So that what really helps us out. It is. Uh, that's a, that's a that's marvelous fantastic. organization do that for us. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, Rita. And they've done this for the entire time that you've been in existence? No. We just moved there uh, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And they've been with us four years. Oh, that's that's awesome. What a gift that is, right? It is, <laughs> is, is just, it really helps because rent is very expensive nowadays. Mm-hmm. And we need like 12,000 square feet because we keep growing and growing and growing. Wow. We also need some Santas. If some of the men or women, we have male and female Santas, want to volunteer, they can give us a call too. Yeah. Wow. And so do you provide the outfit for we Santa? We provide the outfit. We yeah. provide the list. We give them like just five families. We route it for them. So they can go. They can, it takes them about two, three hours of their time. And they get to get all the hugs and kisses from those kids. Oh, I know, right? Now, that's a special yes. gift in and of itself. It is. We do what the time work, do you, they what get What time the do you get started in the morning? On Christmas morning, mm -hmm. we start at 5.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. On Christmas Eve, uh, depending on what area. Some deliver in the daytime, some deliver at night. Depends wow. on the area. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Santa's busy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So tell me, um, what do you say to people who may be watching the show and kind of on a fence about whether they want to volunteer? What do you do to, to tell them, yeah, this is something you really should do? Christian, let's start with you. I mean, it, it just makes such a difference. If you think about, you know, a child who might not have a Thanksgiving dinner or might not have a Christmas breakfast. I mean, it, it, it really, truly has an impact on really anybody, child or adult, um, who is, who's struggling. And, and the holidays are a particularly difficult time when you know, people see others that are more fortunate not having to, to think about what their next meal is gonna be. That's true. Becky? You know, volunteering, I think, is a great tradition here in St. Louis, and it's a great holiday tradition. It's a, a chance to um, connect with your neighbor. It's a chance to make a difference for somebody. And, and I find um, when I volunteer, 
I get more out of it than I put in. You know, it's yeah. a, a wonderful way to celebrate the holiday. It's a wonderful way to spend time with people you care about as well. Absolutely. Rita, put a bow on it for me. Volunteering <laughs> is one way to beat depression. If someone is depressed, the best thing to do is go volunteer. And you're with other people to talk to, and you know you're helping someone. You're putting a smile on a child's face. You're putting a smile on their parents' face. And that feeling you get when you volunteer can never be beat. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you for you. what you do in our community. We appreciate it. Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. You know, Pleasant Grove Baptist Church presents the Christmas Story Sunday, December 22nd. Now, there are two performances, one at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then the other at 7 in the evening. And joining me now to talk about this, Bishop Courtney Allen Jones. He is the senior pastor of Pleasant Grove Baptist Church. Thank you so much for being here, Bishop. Thank you, Shirley. Let's talk about the Christmas story. For those who may not know, mm -hmm. share the story. Well, it's the story of Jesus Christ. It is the drama that unfolds um, of his story, his birth. Um, we do a wonderful job with our dancers and uh, the drama department just to try to make it uh, become cl crystal clear to all of those who want to uh, hear and see the birth of Jesus. Today we live in a time where there's so much sad news and bad news that we never get a time to have joy, glad tidings. And so I'm excited about uh, what our drama department is putting together, presentation of the uh, Christmas story. Give me a sense of what we can expect. Well, um, it's ironic because I have uh, one of my um, uh, young people who uh, just came home from California. She was dancing in California, uh, Jennifer Lewis's uh, niece. And so she happens to be a very good dancer. She's doing the choreography for the dance. And so I'm amazed by just what's going on with that alone. And then we just have an exceptional drama department as it relates to just, uh, just natural actors. And uh, I got my start in acting uh, at Harris Stowe uh, State uh, University uh, with Dr. Doris Wilson and uh, had um, Clyde Ruffin, who was the um, musical director or the drama director for the University of Missouri, Columbia. And so um, that's how I got started. So it's a passion of mine. But the story itself is just such a great story, uh, the event, the birth of Jesus Christ. And so we carry you all the way back to those biblical times and we move forward. And then we try to do some contemporary things so people can relate to the story of Jesus Christ. And it is a precious story. Yes, it is. And it yes, just it warms is. your heart when you hear it. Yes, yes. And then so are you going to have uh, choir singing? You talked about the dancers. Yes. Yes. Choir, band, the choir. Uh, we, our choir is actually uh, blessed. We've won a couple of choir competitions, and so we're excited about that. We're very proud of that, uh, and uh, so we're, we're excited. But the choir will be singing along with the choreography. Let me tell you, it is going to be just an outstanding performance, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, I'm excited about the fact that we have special guests, uh, brother named Craig Towns, Tracy Jones, and uh, uh, Sister Jennifer, I mean, they're just phenomenal singers and they're just some of St. Louis' best. So they're going to be in for a great, great, great opportunity to see a great show. Now, what is your involvement? What are you going to do? I'm backstage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm backstage. Well, you talked about, you know, performing and getting your start at Harris Stone State University. I just thought you were going to be a part of the production. Yeah, I've been asking them to put me in for a while, but they, they keep saying just not this, time, not this time, next time. <laughs> Bishop, tell me about the benefit, because I understand the tickets are $20. Yes, yes. So the proceeds are going to several charities or several programs. Yeah, well, what we're doing is uh, we actually um, partner with 
um, ourselves. We got a grant from uh, St. Louis Cardinals um, uh, Foundation for our playground. Um, in our neighborhood, in our community, uh, we're trying to create a safe space for our children to play in the summertime. Uh, as you know, it's kind of kind of hard and desperate in, in the neighborhoods. And so what we're doing, we're trying to put together uh, a phenomenal playground set where they can ride their bikes, they can come, and just be in a safe environment. And it's it takes uh, upward of $20,000, $25,000. So uh, with the award we got from the Cardinals with this particular program, we're hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to uh, have it done by early spring, no later than late uh, first of the summer. Bishop, give me a sense of what you see in the community because you're absolutely right. There are, there are some areas that are not safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I was a kid coming up, you could walk up and down the street and play. You could, um, uh, the biggest thing we had to do is worry, worry, about, uh, worry about our mother uh, calling for us when the street lights came on. Uh, today, our children don't get a chance to play in peace. There's drive-by shootings. There's all kind of uh, gang activity and violence. And so the church has to be the vehicle of liberation to help uh, deter and to help train and develop children, let them know there's another life or a better life. And so we believe that at our church that we are uh, the visible um, um, life-giving source uh, through our church, through Jesus Christ. And to take away all of the stigmas, take away all of the decay and anything that they see, give them a bright hope and a future. And I think that's what Christmas is all about, a future and a hope. Jesus comes to give us a future and a hope. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create opportunities, especially for our young people. Uh, not only that, but we have a phenomenal uh, tech department with our right. uh, millennials who are okay, really... Bishop, I got to go. Don't mean to cut you off, but I'm out of time. And thank you so much for joining us for the Pulse of St. Louis. We'll see you next time. Be with me.